Greetings, listeners. Jonathan Harding here on Culture Club. So, the Snyder Cut of Justice League is finally here. But for the uninitiated, what is the Snyder Cut, and why is there such a big hullabaloo about it? And for that, we're going to have to go back to the beginning. The development of the Justice League film is a long and messy one. Just know that it was first announced back in 2007, and that the original script, written by husband and wife duo Michelle and Kieran Mulroney, was greenlit that same year. Warner Brothers then sought to fast-track the film's development and get the screenplay finalized as quickly as possible, specifically because the Writers Guild of America was set to go on strike in late 2007 and through early 2008. As an aside, this is why so many films from that era are absolutely terrible. Many had their scripts and screenplays penned by executives and investors, not by professional writers. Outside of all that, there's a whole lot of other shenanigans that no one has the time for. Believe me, the script is long enough as is. Around the same time Justice League was announced in 07, Joss Whedon's long-developed Wonder Woman and David S. Goyer's The Flash were cancelled. WB was going through some internal horseplay, and not all of it can be attributed to the writer's strike. WB's just messy. Just accept it. Anywho, with the success of Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight in 2008... Justice League was essentially cancelled. WB had instead decided to focus on solo films, putting more of their energy into fleshing out single characters at any given time as opposed to a whole team all at once. Again, all manner of shenanigans and horseplay ensued. The Dark Knight trilogy performed spectacularly only because it was helmed by a verifiable auteur and a control freak. But there were only so many of those in Hollywood, and apparently Nolan was the only one willing to work with WB. It was around 2011 where filming for a Superman reboot commenced. It would eventually become Man of Steel, and was released in July 2013. Written by the aforementioned Goya, and produced by the aforementioned Nolan. And directed by Zack Snyder. Man of Steel performed relatively well with the critics. Most of the reviews were anywhere from It's Alright to It's Great, with the occasional It's Downright Terrible. Review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes gave it a critic score of 6.20 out of 10, with the audience score sitting not much higher. Either way, it was deemed the ninth most profitable film of 2013, and considering its budget of $225 million to $258 million, these numbers are estimates, they never publish these, and an international box office gross of $668 million, plus a further $100 million from DVD and Blu-ray releases, left Warner Brothers with a lot of money on their hands and eager for a sequel. Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice was released in 2016, with Zack Snyder at the helm yet again. With a slightly larger budget than Man of Steel at anywhere from $250 to $300 million, BVS, as it's often called, grossed just short of $900 million at the box office. It panned with critics and fans alike, but WB found it hard to argue with the numbers they were raking in. And this is where the mess with Justice League really begins. Not too many details are known about what happened behind the scenes, but what is known is that the film, at the time helmed by Snyder, had a troubled development. WB was, at this point, just letting the shenanigans happen, naturally. 
Directors and writers would have one idea, and the studio executives, who had clearly not learned their lesson from the writer's strike, would heavily editorialize their work. This is also why David Ayer's Suicide Squad, released in 2016, turned out to be such a mess. Then came a heavy blow. Zack Snyder's 20-year-old daughter, Autumn, committed suicide in March of 2017. The main creative team behind Justice League at the time included both Zack Snyder as director and his wife, Deborah Snyder, as producer. Both of them left the film to spend time with their family. In Snyder's place was put one Joss Whedon. Joss was, up until that point, seen as a pretty good director. His previous successes included series Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, and Firefly, altogether working in television from 1997 to 2002. He wrote for Marvel Comics as well, creating Astonishing X-Men in 2004 and writing it until 2008, though his biggest success by far is in film. The Avengers released in 2012, though it's important to note that Avengers was produced by Kevin Feige, the auteur, who has been in charge of Marvel since 2007. So Joss seemed like a good pick. Justice League was said to be a mess behind the scenes, and it was now his job, supposedly, to clean it up. So he commenced extensive reshoots and edited the heck out of what already existed. Then he released Justice League in November 2017. Superman didn't feel like Superman. The Flash seemed off. There was unfinished CGI. The pacing was all over the place. The plot was filled with holes. The movie actively felt like someone had cut it up and stuck it back together with spit and duct tape. And to top it all off, Cyborg didn't even have a story arc, though it was clear in the movie that he had had one at some point. Remember that bit. I'll come back to it in a moment. Overall, it was a mess, and the fans demanded it be cleaned up, especially when Snyder and the film's cast members began hinting that there was a separate cut of the movie on a hard drive somewhere. It would be another two years or so before we heard anything official regarding what was being dubbed the Snyder Cut. In late 2019, we finally heard something. Warner Brothers is owned by Time Warner Media, who also owns HBO the studio, distributor, and streaming giant behind Game of Thrones. This is where things got weird. Whedon and the executives at Warner Brothers had clearly worked together on Justice League, far more closely than Snyder would have. But someone higher up the chain at Time Warner clearly wasn't happy with the film's reception. You see, the movie cost $300 million to make, and its box office gross equaled roughly $657 million. Now that sounds like a success, but it isn't. That $300 million was over budget. Marketing often costs just as much as, if not more than, the film's production value, and on top of that, as is the nature of Hollywood, this was financed by investors. People who put their money in so it would grow, not stay the same or shrink. The break-even point is estimated to have been around $750 million. They lost money on this movie. Even factoring in the DVD and Blu-ray sales, they were still upwards of $60 million short. So they gave Zack Snyder another chance. A chance that cost a further $70 million. And now it's here. 
Cyborg has an actual story arc. He's arguably the heart of the film. The CGI is actually finished, and the runtime has nearly doubled. Whedon's Justice League, nicknamed Justice League after his first name, had a runtime of around two hours. The Snyder Cut is just under four hours. Interestingly, before Whedon took over, Snyder once commented that the film had a runtime of around three hours, meaning Whedon had cut an hour or so out of the film. The reason this is four hours is because of that extra budget Snyder got his hands on. He was able to reshoot some scenes and film entirely new ones, many of which had previously never made it past the storyboarding phase of development, a process which often runs parallel to the writing of the screenplay, well before filming starts. Though I feel it's important to note, upon second viewing, which I still don't know where I found the time for, this movie could easily have been an hour shorter. There are so many extra scenes, shots, and lines of dialogue that neither further the plot nor serve the characters. They just exist. And when you're asking someone to take time out of their day to consume your story, you have to be as brief and to the point as possible, because even the most patient viewers have their limits. On numerous occasions, it felt like the movie was dragging unnecessarily, even going so far as to introduce characters that you only see once and then never again. Characters that, mind you, don't contribute to the story. Now, the all-important question. Is the Snyder Cut worth watching? If you're a long-time fan of DC and felt burned by Whedon's attempt, then yes, it is. It's exactly what we've been waiting for. It's what we should have gotten back in 2017. If you're not a fan of DC, however, which cut do I recommend? This is a tough question. The Snyder Cut goes out of its way to introduce so many different characters, setting up as many different plot lines as possible. It's almost as if Snyder himself is trying to show us, look at this, if you scream and shout at WB enough, we can get more. But it's also a lot to take in for a newcomer to the franchise. If you're looking to get into DC movies, I recommend avoiding Whedon's version of the film, but I also don't recommend starting with the Snyder Cut. Start with the Dark Knight trilogy. I know it's entirely separate and Snyder's Batman is a completely different character, but any excuse to rewatch the Dark Knight trilogy is valid, so do that. Then watch Man of Steel. Then Batman vs Superman. Then Wonder Woman, ignoring the sequel. And then Aquaman. Once you've gotten to know these characters, their supporting casts, and their worlds, the Snyder Cut becomes more easily digestible. The Snyder Cut's biggest problem, however, is arguably that the Whedon version exists at all. Whedon's Justice League is essentially a compressed version of the Snyder Cut, hitting all the major story beats of the main plot and cutting out everything else. But this left it with no heart. Remember earlier on I mentioned how Cyborg is the heart of the Snyder Cut, and that he doesn't have a story arc in the Whedon version, even though he clearly had one at some point? Actor Ray Fisher, the man who plays Cyborg, is basically beloved by everyone. Even when the original panned with fans and critics, he was still loved. Fans could tell he'd been done dirty. He kept showing up to events. His personality when interacting with fans made him lovable. Which is why, when he spoke up about his experience working under Joss Whedon, the fans rallied to him. He first spoke up in July of 2020, calling the cast and crew's treatment under Whedon, and I quote, gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable, end quote. 
He didn't get into the specifics, but it was easy to see something was wrong. He then posted a video of himself on Twitter, recorded while he and his Justice League castmates were speaking on a panel at San Diego Comic-Con in 2017, adding the caption that, I'd like to take a moment to retract every bit of this statement. The video showed Fisher saying that he'd enjoyed his experience working on Snyder Cut. The cast had been forced to lie. Fisher then tweeted out that Whedon was indeed horrid to work for, and that his treatment of the cast and crew had been enabled by producers Geoff Johns and John Berg. He mentioned how they were sent an email with talking points for the aforementioned panels. They'd been told that Whedon had been handpicked by Snyder to finish the film. This was a lie. The cast members had actively made a point, if I could just add this in quickly, to not contact Snyder. They wanted to leave him alone. Fisher later added that he hadn't spoken to Snyder for upwards of a year from the day he left the film's production. They wanted to leave the family to grieve, so they didn't know any better. To add to this, Fisher detailed discussions he'd heard studio executives and producers having behind the scenes, blatantly racist conversations. He was already aware of the alleged whitewashing, he was the only black lead in the film, and his entire story arc had been unceremoniously ripped from the story. But he wasn't aware that these allegations were true until after he first spoke out about his experience working under Whedon. Warner Brothers has, of course, denied these allegations, but Snyder himself, along with Fisher's castmates, have backed him up. Whedon, Johns, Berg, and their representatives have yet to respond to these allegations. The situation is ongoing. Right, that was a little longer than I'd intended for, but I hope you found that interesting. If you've seen the Snyder Cut, what did you think of it? Jonathan Harding, signing off. Cheers. <laughs>